episode 18, Fort Scott the Gosh. I'm Assistant Curator Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a December 20th, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. In this bi-weekly podcast, museum staff reveal the story behind the story about artifacts featured on the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. This week, Assistant Registrar Nikayla Zimmerman and I travel to a remote hamlet in north-central Kansas to unlock the secrets of one farmer's overalls. The podcast begins with our journey to Longford, the hometown of Dale McHale, a local man whose unbelievably worn-out clothes are a testament to the farmer's work ethic and some dang good Kansas-made overalls. Zimmerman, uh, where are we going? We are headed towards Longford, Kansas. We are in search of Longford. Right. Where are we coming from? Uh, we were in Concordia. Okay, and we are on Highway Highway 81, heading right. south, looking yep. for Longford. Which technically means right now we're in western Kansas. Right. We are on the, <laughs> we are on the uh, southbound lane, which put us on the west side of Highway 81, so we are in western Kansas. Right. Roughly 10 meters to my left is Eastern Kansas. <laughs> it's just right there. And why are we looking for Longford? Uh, so you can do your Cool Things podcast because the guy who owned the overalls farm near Longford, Kansas. Indeed. All right, Nikayla, what towns? <laughs> what towns are around Longford? Uh, Oak Hill, Wells, Manchester, and Industry. 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 Do you think there's any industry in industry? No. Cause, well, it, it's very it's very tiny on the map, so I think if it Does it give a population bigger. for industry? Um, no. It's yeah. not even listed on the thing on the top. Not a bad little town. No. What's, uh, it had a Main Street, didn't it? You didn't think it was going to have a Main Street, but no, it did. I didn't, but it did. And it had functioning businesses, too. What were the businesses? Uh, there was a bank. And of course, a bar and a gas station. Hello, Merle Riedel, assistant curator at the Kansas Museum of History. Hello, Nikayla Zimmerman, assistant registrar at the Kansas Museum of History. You wrote your uh, Less Cool Things article on a very well-worn pair of overalls. Um, can you tell us who wore the overalls and what his occupation was? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. But first, I just want to... Uh, let people know where we're at right now. Right. Uh, we are in Longford, Kansas. We are, we are recording on location, as we sometimes do with our podcast at KSHS. Uh, we're recording uh, on location from Longford, Kansas, which is uh, it's about 15 miles north of Abilene, Kansas, roughly in center to eastern Kansas. Small town. What did you say the population was on the map? I think it said uh, 64. 64 right? people, yeah. Took us a little bit to find it. But we found it. Um, and the reason we're here in Longford is because uh, the overalls that I wrote about were owned by a man named Dale McHale. And Dale grew up around Longford. Um, in fact, he spent most of his life in, or he spent his entire life here in the Longford area. He was born in 1916, and he actually died in 2002. Um, Dale, who was the man who wore the overalls that, that uh, is in our collection now. Can you hear the dogs? Yeah. <laughs> There's dogs in Longford. They're barking. Yeah. It's also hunting season in Kansas. And we've been seeing a lot of people out hunting, and those might be like somebody's hunting dogs. Um, so, yeah, back to Dale McHale, wore the overalls. Um, 
Dale was a wheat farmer um, and a livestock farmer, or he raised livestock in uh, Longford. Uh, he lived somewhere out between Longford and Oak Hill, which is another small town not far from here. Um, he, like I said, born in 1916. He grew up during the Depression. Uh, that was sort of his formative years. Um, worked some odd jobs after high school or after uh, after school, and uh, eventually uh, he got married in 1938. Started his own farm. Uh, went on to have three boys. Um, so yeah, that was Dale, and that was his occupation. Uh, a little bit more about the occupation, real quick, is uh, uh, when we when we pulled into Longford, uh, we talked a little bit about how there was a lot of cattle around here. And uh, I just want to point out, Longford is on the is on a, is on the Santa Fe Railroad, which is a spur that runs north. Uh, the railroad runs north out of Abilene, which was a big cattle terminal in the 1870s. So uh, Longford was also sort of a cattle ter terminal, and I think that that was real influential in its um, early development was the cattle industry, and still influential today. Because when we drove up here, uh, we saw a lot of cattle, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, and it's a lot of pasture land around here. So you said Dale worked as a farmer and um, as and in livestock, right? We have a farmer and a livestock farmer, correct? Correct. Right. So when you think of farmers in Kansas, I know I, and I imagine a lot of other people, conjure up the image of the farmer in his overalls. So were overalls originally manufactured specifically for farmers? <laughs> One would think so, right? <laughs> right like you yeah. think that's like standard uniform for the farmer is the overalls. Um, not really. Uh, overalls sort of they they sort of made their first appearance in the British Army in the 1750s. They were kind of used as like uh, protective gear over the uniform to keep their formal uniforms from getting messed up. They would wear overalls. Um, so. That's how they start out. Not really a popular thing. I mean, they were sort of used in military dress a little bit, but uh, they didn't really ha they didn't really come on strong until the 1870s. Um, and it was around that time that the German-born uh, manufacturer Levi Strauss uh, really sort of pioneered the field of denim and. Uh, denim production and overalls manufacturing. Um, Strauss, he was originally from Germany. He came he came out to California in the 18. In the 1840s, as part of uh, the gold rush that was going on there, um, while he was there, the gold miners uh, they wore overalls, but the overalls were sort of made of uh, cotton material, real cheap, and they wanted something durable. And uh, Levi Strauss, who came out there with uh, tent canvas that he was going to use, uh, you know, he he was a uh, um, gosh a tailor. I don't know if you really want to call him a tailor, but he worked with tent canvas, and he wanted to. He was going to sell tent canvas. He was uh, um, and so people had a demand for more durable uniforms. So he figured, you know, I'll use this tent canvas and uh, I'll make uh, overalls. And they sold really well because the miners, gold miners, gold miners at that point, and I'll, and I'll talk about later how, you know, it sort of spreads to other fields, but gold miners liked it. Um, so he uh, manufactured a lot of those and eventually he ran out of canvas. And uh, people wanted something that was as durable as canvas, but, you know, a little more comfortable than canvas because <laughs> you're wearing a tent all day. <laughs> Not so good. No. No. So he found uh, he found this uh, material that came out of Nimes. Nimes. You speak French. It's a city in France. N i m e s. Nimes. Nimes. And it was. Uh, it's, the material is called serge, and it became referred to as serge de Nimes. Ah, right. Which is what yeah. in English. Um, serge from Nimes. From Nimes. Right. Which serge de Nimes, when you shorten it over time, becomes denim. Ah. So that's the evolution of the name denim. Um, 
So that's Levi Strauss. And uh, he also starts to use rivets to hold uh, Durham together at its stress points. So you get a really durable overalls. Um, and the durable gear becomes really popular in not just gold miners, but it spreads to other miners, like coal miners. And it spreads to other sort of utilitarian-oriented fields, um, like mechanics and the manufacturing industry. Um, eventually, companies start to uh, pay for, you know, like today, we, companies are paying for uniforms for people to wear. Um, so, and... You know, I didn't come across this specifically, so this is sort of me hypothesizing here. But uh, a lot of farmers have traditionally worked second jobs. You know, they'll work farm, and then they'll also work in another field. And a lot of those fields are sort of utilitarian. Like manufacturing, farmers are a lot of times mechanics. Um, uh, I think in some places they were miners. So their overalls that the company purchased for them and their professional jobs, they were also, you know, maybe wearing them, started wearing them when they were out in the field working. Um, They found them suitable, so they stuck with them. Makes sense. Of course. So then why did farmers adopt overalls as their official or their unofficial uniform? Because uh, when you think about it, the overall is like the perfect uniform for a farmer. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I came up with a couple of things just to iterate, just to illustrate how, uh, how perfect it is. Um, the, the overall sort of meets several requirements for a farmer. Uh, first of all, the denim material is really durable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty durable and it can last for quite some time. Um, Overalls have suspenders, right? So they're adjustable. So you can, uh, hypothetically, you put on some pounds. You can keep wearing them. You, you don't have to throw them away necessarily. You get them at a young age, uh, You can adjust. they can adjust as you grow older. So they're durable, and they can adjust to multiple sizes, um, which means that they can even be passed down. Mm, yeah. You know? You, yeah. Older brother can pass it to younger brother. Okay, so there's that. Then it's got loops. <laughs> loops for hanging tools, which is important, right? You don't have to wear... That way you don't have to wear like the... Uh, uh, wear like a carpenter's belt mm-hmm. uh, you can just hang the uh, hammer on the loop itself there's pockets to hold more tools like pliers compasses whatever and uh, you can hold your documents if you need to mm-hmm. and keep them protected um, the loose fit uh, that allows for extra layers to be worn in the winter mm-hmm. so you can put on more clothes underneath and it's overall so uh, sort of got it's got the suspender and bib feature which is kind of like a shirt right <laughs> so you can go without the undershirt during the summer I don't know if a lot of farmers did that but uh, you could if you really wanted to it's a good look right yeah. right so it can be worn without a shirt um, finally uh, the, the suspenders uh, means that there's no belt worn or no uh, belt loops which I think could sort of come in handy uh, when you're working around a lot of machines with flywheels, uh, Mm -hmm. things that can snag uh, hooks and loops really easy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so maybe that was no no belt yeah. and no belt loops. I think was handy. So, so, but you might contrast that, and you might say, "Well, loops. I mean, there's a hammer loop too, but that's one loop. Belt loops. That's like six loops. Yeah. More snagging. Yeah. So safety and convenience, right? Right. Okay. So the overalls that uh, Dale wore look pretty well worn. Okay. There was a little break there. We had to take yeah. because like. Uh, some sort of Nazi dog just came up. <laughs> Crazy, angry German Shepherd. <laughs> so, and that's the hazards of recording on location, right? Yeah, yeah. you just got to go with the flow. So, uh, we had to stop for a little bit, let the dog uh, relax and go by. <laughs> now, you were asking a question again. Yeah, yeah. The overalls that Dale wore, they look like they've seen better days. They're well worn. So, what happened to them? Well, <clears throat> okay, the wear of the overalls, like to me, that is probably the most fascinating part about them. Um, Dale purchased these overalls in Clay Center in the 1960s, okay? 
so there's a couple of a couple of issues of wear or deterioration of the uh, of the overalls I was going to talk about. Um, the overalls are bleached out, which indicate um, possibly a certain amount of bleaching by the sun. So we're talking sort of makes you think he was out in the field for long days, right? Right. Also, uh, most of the bleaching probably happened because of multiple washes. So. Um, so he's wearing a lot in the sun because he's a hard-working farmer. And uh, his wife is what? And I told you he was married in 1938. His wife's name was Nadine. And what's really cool about these jeans is they are sort of a product of Dale and Nadine together to get where they're at today, to get to the appearance that they are they're at today. Um, Bill had to use them, and Nadine had to maintain or care for them. So she was washing them multiple, multiple times, and that's why they're bleached out. Okay, there's grease and oil stains on them, on the thighs, which uh, makes me think that uh, Dale, working with machines um, uh, like a farmer does, working on his, repairing his equipment, his hands get greasy, he's not going to carry a rag with him. He's going to wipe them on his jeans, just like every farmer does, you know? You're going to get dirty hands, so you wipe, wipe them on the jeans. So, there's the, there's the oil and grease stains. Uh, then you have the frayed edges on the belt loops and suspenders and pockets. A lot of frayed edges on the pockets, which make me think, you know, he's using them a lot, right? He's oh, he is putting tools in. He's pulling tools out, putting his pulling his pliers out, pulling his hammer out. Tools are getting worn up. So, uh, so yeah, you know, they really sort of the wear really indicates like personal connection. You know, clothes are. Um, that girl's bringing her German dog <laughs> so we may have to cut short here pretty soon um, so yeah so, one other thing I want to know real quick uh, the jeans were donated by uh, by his son Bill McHale and Bill McHale gave us a little bit of information and he said that uh, um, Dale who grew up on a farm probably wore um, overalls most of his life and uh and in addition to the to the work overalls, he wore like semi formal. He wore formal overalls for semi formal to formal events. So he had nice overalls. Right. But the overalls we've got that's evidence of a hardworking farmer and his devoted wife. Right. Right. All right. So why didn't Dale just buy some new pants? <clears throat> well, that's a good question. Uh, like I said, the jeans were bought in the 1960s, but they were really sort of a reflection of a 1930s a 1930s mindset or a 1930s culture because Nadine and Dale both came of age in the 1930s, which during the Depression, um, during sort of an age of shortage or uh, an age of scarcity. So they were used to um, wearing their clothes to the bitter end. So Dale wasn't about to throw them away, and Nadine was not about to let him throw <laughs> jeans away, you know? So yeah. she was going to keep repairing them, keep patching them, um, keep washing them, and uh, so they uh, kept wearing them. So we know the depression, that of course refers to economic depression, but do you think it would have been less depressing if people could have had new pants? <laughs> um, sure, sure, <laughs> new pants, but you know, I, I don't know, you would have had pants with less holes, but um, I'm still thinking most of the pants would have been like a light blue or a gray color or sort sure. of a, you know, wasn't a lot of color in the depression, I don't yeah. think. Well, so. it's kind of make you feel good to look at a pair of pants and know you worked hard enough to make them look like that. Exactly. So the uh, key industries manufactured the overalls. Uh, what's the company's connection to the state of Kansas? Well, the primary connection between key industries in Kansas is that key industries is located in Fort Scott, Kansas, which is in the southeast corner of the state. Mm -hmm. um, key industry actually started out as Lake and McKee industry in 1908. Um, 
in the 19 in 1938 the company was bought out uh, by a game uh, by a man with the last name Pollock um, and when he bought it out um, the other partners left so he revamped the name but he didn't revamp the name completely I mean I think people ha I think um, Lake and McKee had an had established um, sort of a reputation as a company so he just sorted it shortened it to key industries um, and it sort of really took off from there um, Pollock himself, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting, he grew up in Wisconsin in the town of Oshkosh, where his dad started the uh, another company that manufactures overalls known as Oshkosh Bagash. So uh, um, during the so that company started and it sort of had some issues during the depression itself, 1930s. Um, so his father sold out the company. The son moved to Kansas, um, wanted to stick with what he knew, which was manufacturing overalls. So he started his own company with Key Industries. Um, another interesting thing to note was, like I talked about, mining industry really liked the overalls, right? Like they liked them before the farmers did. Mm -hmm. So I, that's probably really pivotal and why Key Manufacturing was able to sustain growth as long as it did because Southeast Kansas is a big mining area for the state of Kansas. Mm -hmm. So the mining industry probably created a pretty heavy demand for the key overalls. So even though they didn't have a quirky name like Oshkosh Bagosh, yeah, there's yeah. really nothing that goes with Fort yeah. Scott Bagosh. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. Okay, so like you mentioned before, um, Dale's son said that his dad owned a nice pair of overalls for semi-formal occasions. Yeah. Okay, so just for fun, I'll give you the event. And you tell me what you'd wear with the overalls to dress them up a bit. Right. So you want me to tell you like the oh, the accessory? The, the accessory. Most? Let's pretend so. like this is a Project Runway, you know, and you're going to accessorize your outfit for the runway, right? All right. All right. I'm not All real right. good at accessories, but uh, right. I'll give it a wing. Do your best, you know. Okay. Just be the Kansas farmer. Okay. Right? All right. You ready? Right. All right. High school graduation. High school graduation. I'm wearing my good overalls. I think I'm going to throw on a mortarboard and maybe roll up a scroll and wear and uh, carry a scroll. Okay, so if you're just an attendee and not the graduate, what would you wear? If I'm just an attendee, <laughs> well, I know I grew up in Kansas and I had uh, high school graduations where uh, folks just wore overalls. Just the overalls. They didn't really dress them up with anything. Good enough on their own. Okay, yeah. All right. Church service. Church service? I think you ought to go with a bow tie. Yeah. Dress it up a bit. Styling, yeah. Christmas dinner? Christmas dinner? Um, elf shoes. Probably most appropriate with your overalls. It's elf <laughs> nice, shoes. Nice. Um, attending the opera. Oh, well, that's big time. Yeah. You better uh, throw on a cummerbund. <laughs> And maybe bring yourself some opera glasses. <laughs> nice, nice. With your overalls. Yeah. And finally, clubbing. Clubbing. Oh, okay. If I'm going to sport my overalls, when I go clubbing, I'm probably uh, maybe going to get the good overalls that have the diamond-studded suspenders. Nice. Um, maybe a fuzzy uh, brimmed purple hat with like uh, a pheasant feather sticking out the back. <laughs> and maybe a diamond-handled cane. You look um, stunning, stunning. <laughs> Making a statement. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine the ladies at the club wouldn't be all over you if you were dressed like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Thank you, Merle. Good wrap up with the overall. No problem. Thank you, Nikayla, for asking the questions. That concludes episode 18, Fort Scott Bagosh. Be sure to return in two weeks when museum director Bob Kekeisen tries to convince me that three grains of sand encased in a lucite marble are actually moon rocks gathered by Apollo astronauts during the first lunar landing. Does he have the rocks to pull it off? Join us on January 29th when hundreds of kids descend on the museum to celebrate the 146th Kansas Day. 
The best part? You can watch Brent Dillinger, a Kansas high school student and national yo-yo champion, do some insane stunts with a yo-yo. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Hey, Michaela. Yes. Did you catch which way the Nazi dog went? She brought that dog back by us again. Yeah, but it didn't bark. No, maybe she smacked it around. (laughs)